You're listening to the Desert Moon Hockey Podcast with Matt and Rich. Welcome back to episode 44, Nick Boynton of the Desert Moon Hockey Podcast. On this week's episode, we have absolutely nothing to talk about because the Coyotes are in a massive losing streak, including getting <laughs> shut out back-to-back games against uh, the Caps and uh, the Dallas Stars. So, yeah. That oh, is- I-, I can tell you this right now. We have stuff to talk about, but first... Uh, because I, I've been stuck at home for a week because I was the big sick. Uh, I'm going to need a little bit of energy for this one. I don't know if you can see. <laughs> five below. They, my wife pointed out they had spirit bomb energy drinks. So let's see. if. Uh, in honor of the man who is diabetic that we dedicated the podcast to, I will drink copious amounts of sugar because that's not at all weird. There you go. How is you know, it? I didn't pay for it, but it's okay. Okay. It's fine. So for the audio anyway. listeners, he's drinking a Dragon Ball Z was an energy drink? Yep. It's a okay. spirit bomb. Okay. <laughs> what do you want to talk so about? Anyway, yeah. I, I do want to talk about one thing. Um, I, I'm, I'm tired of hearing Coyotes fans complain. Like, it's... I don't know what you were expecting. People cannot get mad at this team. You're winning too many games. You're too high in the standings. You cannot say that. You cannot say, oh, hey, when we're suggesting free agents, you should sign because you can flip them at the deadline. Just asset farm free agents, not guys that are part of your long-term plan. No, pass. They, you know, they'll, we'll win too many games. We'll win too many games. You can't say that. You cannot say we need to lose more games and then cry when we're on a nine-game losing streak. We win one game for whatever reason against Detroit. I was pretty mad about that. I was waiting until we hit 10 games in a row to make a video celebrating, but we only got nine because for some reason we had to beat the damn Red Wings. Then you get shot out back-to-back games and we're just complaining. Why? This, this is the plan. This is the plan. Oh, hey, you start trading these guys. I mean, the guys that I said trade for a month now. Oh, you know, but, you know, not, not yet. Or, you know, they're, they're playing pretty well right now. It's like, yeah, they were. You capitalize on the high value because the second it dries up, maybe that value goes right back down. Like yep. I, I don't understand the the complaining. Like uh, and then one person is mutual of mine on Twitter, which I don't like have any problems with them or anything. But they're like, oh, you know, bring this Tucson team up or whatever because you know the Tucson team has fun energy. You know they suck, right? Like I I, I know most people don't pay attention to Tucson. I, I know because the videos I make on them get maybe forty, thirty views or whatever. But they suck. They are awful. Yep. All right. They, they find ways to lose games constantly. They give up a ridiculous amount of goals. Even Prozy's not playing as well as I want him to. And I simp for Ivan Prozvatov. Yeah. So I'm like, no. Like you don't know what you're asking for. You really don't. It's shut up. <laughs> We're supposed to lose. Accept yeah. the losses. If you want Connor Bedard, Adam Fantilli, whatever, you have to be okay with losing. Like last year, we started out, what, 11 or 10 straight games without a win? It's like, yeah, we did better like this year. Chill. We, we, this is, this, if you want Bedard, this is what you got to do. Because Chicago's been ridiculously bad. Columbus has been astronomically bad. You want Connor Bedard, you need to suck. Yep. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I, I get that fans are, you know, 
poking the team with a stick saying do something, you know, the, the <laughs> meme. I understand, but, you know, this is exactly what we want to see midway through the season. How many years has it been where they suck right out of the gates and then all of a sudden they force themselves out of the first overall pick by getting Auntie Ranta to be playing at a 930 save percentage, right? Like, it's... I, as as unfortunate as it is, fans, this is exactly what we want to see. This is the mid-season form that we want the Coyotes to be in. This is the perfect, uh, what is it? Is it blue January, whatever? Or is it blue or black January, they call it, because like the seasonal depression? This is the January you want. I don't. I didn't want to see a single one this month. Look, is yes, the, I... <laughs> is it the January blues? Is that January blues, thank you. I, some, I I think I confused Black Monday coaches getting fired in the NFL with with the the seasonal January blues. Thank you, but mm-hmm. it's like this this team needs to suck. Yep. I, I I get it. I like when they win. I cheer when they win. But it, this is for the greater good. Like if you want one of these difference makers, you need to be bad. It's, yep. it's kind of the entire point of why the worst teams get the top picks. Because mm-hmm. they need those that top-tier talent. We need that top-tier. Like, yes, we got some good kids coming up. Yes, we were looking very good to start the year. And I still stand by, depending on how we finish the season, we could still be a little bit ahead of schedule. But it's kind of a bad timing to be ahead of schedule when Connor Bedard slash Adam Fantilli is on the line. But also, you don't want to use a hot start being a little ahead of schedule as an excuse to be like, you know what? It is what it is. And we'll just throw all caution to the wind. And then if you don't get that top-tier talent, we're right back where we were, where we're not getting those good prospects. Yep. We get maybe one or two. We say we're good enough. Oh, hey, Jacob Chicker and Clayton Keller. You two are good enough. We'll keep building, and we'll just push for the playoffs. And then you have to blow it up again in three to four years because your core is not good enough. Yep. Perennially stuck in purgatory, as they say. Not good enough to make the playoffs, but... not bad enough to get the franchise-changing players, essentially. The worst thing you could be in sports is mediocre. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about two years down the line where we're hoping they're starting to push for the playoffs. They miss them for, for a couple of years, but they're making it competitive, so they're pretty mediocre. That's fine, because you'll already have your core. You're developing that core. That's We're not talking about that. We're not complaining about that when that eventually happens. What we're mm-hmm. talking about right now is year two of a damn rebuild. Like, yep. last year, we're all on board for us sucking, all right? And I was the only person saying they were going to win the amount of games they won last year, and I ended up being right, and people thought I was insane. They thought I was insane, all right? The only thing I said that was insane was this team could have been a playoff team if ever, if the Vegas effect happened because the amount, the amount of players on that roster that were thrown away for nothing – like, it had the makings of it. It could have been a dark horse, little, like, wild card run. Not, like, anything serious, but, like, that was the absolute max. But realistically, they were going to win, what did I say, 25 games but they ended up winning last year? Uh, like, I got, I got I the exact I number correct if you look at my, like, season preview. It was ridiculous. I don't remember. Uh, but we're in too. But what I do remember is that if you're listening to this podcast, please make sure to give it a like, a follow, a subscription on whatever platform you're listening to us on, and make sure to check us out on YouTube, because, uh, you know, if you want to see two fat nerds talk about hockey, 
uh, yeah, for some reason we have a video, uh, you know, video of us talking about it. So make sure to check us out at Desert Moon Hockey Podcast on the YouTube. Anyways, back to what you're talking about being right. Mr. Right over here. <laughs> Shane Wright. No. Uh, you, you were talking about that, and I would say... I, I think fans just need to chill. <laughs> when it comes down to it, I know you are you are like you are pushing the buttons right now, but fans just just chill. Like, yeah, it sucks to to lose, but this is this is the goal. This is the goal is to lose. And unlike other seasons, you don't want that, you know, hey, here's a, a five game winning streak, here's a a couple of three three game winning streaks broken in there, because that's too many points. Yep. Like you, you need to be, in my opinion, minimum bottom two. Have, like if if people seriously believe the NHL is going to rig this draft lottery for the Coyotes, then you know what? You still want them to finish bottom two because then it makes it that much easier to do so. If you if you truly believe that, you still need the best odds. You still need the best possible odds. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because Connor Bedard, man, on this team. With all the futures that we have, it uh, would absolutely change this franchise for the better. And even if you want a little more size and you get number two overall, Adam Fantilli is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, and and I was talking to uh, you know, I'll, I'll keep saying an individual at the Mullet Arena because I'm not sure if how much he wants to be talking about the amount of times we talk. Uh, but he even said, you know, we have three guys that could be number one overall picks in any other year. Yeah. Like, th- this is the year you want a top three pick. I, of course, want top two or number one overall because Bedard is just that good. But Fantilli, as, as a consolation prize, is is actually a Jack Eichel as opposed to, like, a Dylan Strome as your consolation prize. And you know I simp for Dylan Strome. He's a mm-hmm. good player. I think the fans are way too hard on him. I will stand by that. He had terrible coaching. And at some point, I kind of understand why he didn't want to be here anymore. Because I, like 18, 19, when I came in and I'm watching this team, and I'm like, he's running a more efficient power play unit. He's top five in faceoffs. Like, he's doing all these things right, and he's stuck on the fourth line. The Taka didn't want him here. Chica didn't want him here. Like Nobody wanted him here anymore. The fans were tired of him, and I'm like, I don't understand because I don't care like when you were taken. Prospects don't control when they were taken. They control yeah. what they do on the ice. He was taken too high. Blame, what is it? It was the year before Chica came in, but depending on who you talk to, he might have had more influence because they knew he was going to be the next GM. So how, whichever you believe that, whether you blame solely Maloney, partially Maloney, Chica, whatever, I'm going to say 50-50 because I, I was told that you know they knew Chico was going to be the GM, so he had a little more say that year in 2015. Then you blame the people that drafted him. You don't blame the prospect. And he's been an everyday NHLer. He's not. He's not going to be your top ten center or whatever. But he's been an everyday NHLer for the majority of his career. Yeah, I think that fans absolutely rush to conclusions with him. You know, only playing like what was it? Maybe forty games with as a Coyote in total. I'll, I'll double check that, but keep keep saying what you're saying. Yeah, so essentially, you know, he only played like 40 games as a Coyote, and everybody just drew the conclusions that oh, he's just not good enough because they're expecting 
you know, him to just walk into the league and be Austin Matthews, essentially. Or, you know, one of these game changers because he's a third overall pick. And yeah, sure. Was he worth the third overall pick? No. When you look at that draft and you compare all the people below him, you know, Miko Rantanen, Mitch Barner, all those guys. Sure, he's not as good as them. But also look at what those two players exactly have to play with on their line mates. You know, you have Nathan McKinnon, you have Austin Matthews who get to play with those two guys, whereas Dylan Strom wasn't even playing with Clayton Keller. I think he was playing with like Nick Cousins or something like that. He was playing with not <laughs> superstar skill. So unfortunately, you know, he, he got the pitchfork treatment just because of where he was drafted. And that's really sad to see. But ultimately, you know, it is what it is. I got us Nick Schmaltz. And, uh, you know, either we keep Nick Schmaltz or we can also move him for assets. Whereas even Chicago, <laughs> for some bewilderly reason, decided to, uh, you know, just let Dylan Strom walk for for no reason. I don't know why. That was a... That was a the real head scratcher of a moment. So when Dylan Strome got traded in eighteen nineteen, I, just, I want this for context. Three goals, three assists in twenty games, a negative ten. Doesn't sound very good. He's playing on the fourth line. If you watch him, he was playing better than those stats show. But he had four power play points, and all three of those goals were on the power play. He was running a very yeah. efficient power play unit. Uh, his shooting percentage was down a little bit from the previous year, a seven point five as opposed to thirteen. But he had a 57% face-off percentage. If you round it up, that's 57.98. 58% face-offs. That's what you want from a guy in the face-off dot. And one person I was talking to on Twitter recently about this was like, oh, well, you know, he's always been carried by elite talent. Or, you know, it's disappointing because he played so well for the Roadrunners. I'm like, yeah, sure. But you also have to have coaching that knows what to do with this young talent. You have yep. to have the supporting cast because Dylan Strome is good. He is a good, in my opinion, top six, at least middle six guy. Probably not your first line, second line center. Uh, probably similar to a Barrett Hayden. Actually, in a lot of ways, similar to Barrett Hayden, if, if we're being completely honest here. And, and fans also tend to hate Barrett Hayden, so I guess we just hate this archetype of player. Yeah. But you also need the surrounding cast. You need to have a good coaching scheme like... If Turnier would have came in when Dylan Strome was drafted, I guarantee nobody here would hate Dylan Strome. Like, I, I guarantee. But because we had a crappy coach, we were still trying to get out of a rebuild that, as exciting as it was in the moment, anyone with common sense, and yes, I'm going to criticize myself for not you know thinking it through at the time as well, but anyone with common sense is going to look at it like this probably isn't going to work out. And they ended up rushing through that rebuild. Yeah. So it's just, you, you guys got to get over it. It's every time like Dylan Strong comes into town and I see people complaining about him, I'm like, dude, he doesn't even play here anymore. Like, and on top of that, the people that, and this is probably one of the main reasons why I didn't like Clayton Keller when I first started, because that was his second year was the year that I started covering, 1890s, started watching again. And he was, he was abysmal. He was just bad. All ends of the ice. He, 
kind of got it together a little bit towards the end, but that's when I made that Clayton Keller's overrated video, and I was like, look, I, I want this kid to be better, and then that freaking kid is a, is, a, is a damn elite, you know, two-way player that passes well and gets involved in the back check. I'm so proud of that kid, but, yep. like, I'm coming in watching that, and I'm like, so you guys are idolizing Clayton Keller, but you're bashing Strom, and if I'm looking at both of them, Strom, at that point in time, was the better complete NHL player. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't understand you people. I don't. Anyway, uh, Stromer played 48 games for us, so he played a complete shortened season of 2013-2014. And that was enough to get everyone to hate the kid. Yep. I, again, I get it. Mitch Marner, uh, even Noah Hannafin... Uh, Zach Wierenski, Timo Meyer, Mika Rotnan. We ended up getting lost in Kraus anyway. If you look down, even Matthew Barzell, Kyle Connor. Uh, I like Evgeny Sveshnikov, but that's probably the not not the one you're gonna look for. Travis Konechny, Brock Besser, Ilya Samsonov. There are some really good names here. There are some damn good players that went after Dylan Strom. I understand yeah. the disappointment. I understand this is probably the biggest draft blunder of all time for the Coyotes. Yep. It's like, and their first ever pick was Dan Focht, who I think played 10 games or less or whatever it was, or played like under a full season for the Coyotes, got traded for borderline nothing, and was out of the league within a couple of years. Like, yep. th- this team doesn't draft well historically. And I understand Mitch Marner would have been better. He would have, straight up. You put Mitch Marner on that Coyotes team. Maybe they don't have to, to to blow it up because you'll have a good young player that's better than Dylan Strom. So you'll have him playing with, like, Clayton Keller. Maybe him playing with Connor Garland. You probably would have made the playoffs at least one more time. You probably win a playoff round, I'd say, 2021 or 2019. One of those two years you sneak in the playoffs and win a round. Maybe. Yeah. And And sure, maybe you don't blow it up right now. Maybe you're a little better doesn't really matter because we can't go back. Like, the, the the ability to go back in time would be phenomenal because I would go back and, and stop myself from having to put my dog down. But guess what? We don't have that technology. It's not a real thing. It is sci-fi. When something happens that is not good, that's why I bring up Todd right now, just to put it in perspective, when something happens that is bad, you have to learn to cope. You have to learn to move on. And you can't just sit there and keep blaming everyone around the situation and being bitter about it. It's 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 whack. There's no other way to say it. I know I, I'm, I will not fly for a white guy, so I probably shouldn't be saying whack, but it's whack. Yep. Yep. I'm I'm glad you got that off your chest again. Thanks, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need a Dylan Strom therapy session about every six months. <laughs> Though. It's like this fan base has PTSD. Like you mentioned, if you're saying Dylan, and you don't follow it with Gunther, this fan base foams at the mouth. And oh. I'm, I'm honestly a little surprised Dylan Gunther didn't get a little bit of a weird, uh, of a weird introduction because Dylan. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't have anything else to say to be honest. <laughs> like it, it yeah. Uh, I will say, uh, as things heat up, are you excited for the All-Star game that is coming up, or are you somebody who's not going to watch it? 
I don't care about the All-Star game anymore. Like, it, it's meaningless. It's been meaningless for a long time. And honestly, I don't think I've, I've watched an All-Star game since Dylan retired. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I guess that answers that question. I will be probably watching it. it I say probably because it depends on my schedule, but you know, it, it it generally is pretty fun to watch some of the, the skills competition stuff. Um, I think that they've been kind of doing a, a decent job at making them more fun to watch. Uh, ultimately, the games are kind of eh. They just kind of like skate around and not really try, uh, which is a little disappointing. I get that you don't want to injure yourself in an all-star game, but mm-hmm. you know you can still skate. Like people generally like won't even skate. <laughs> They'll just kind of glide. Like we pass a rule: you can't hit for yeah. you know in the all-star game. And if you get a penalty, it's a game misconduct. So it's like, hey, keep it clean. But other than that, just go have fun. It's like, yeah. those, are the two, those are my two all-star game rules, all right? No contact, because these are the best players in the world. I, I You don't want Ovechkin, you know, Matthews getting hurt and having to miss regular season time because they went to the all-star game. So, like, that's one. And number two is if you get a penalty, you're out for the game. Because then it also makes it a little more interesting because, oh, hey, whichever team's getting a, getting a little chippy, well, now... They're going to be at a huge disadvantage. They have a little more open ice or some more tired guys, so yeah. you have more fresh legs on the other side, and they can take advantage of that. Like that would also make it interesting to me. Do something weird. It's an all star game. Have fun. Do something weird. Do something stupid. And I, I still won't watch it, but I might watch highlights on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, people like sent me the jersey, and my wife really likes it. She likes pink. And I, I, I know it's because it's, like, it's a throwback to an older design, but it's also because it's in Florida, so they're doing the whole, like, Miami Vice thing. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I hate that aesthetic so much. Like, I, I don't know what it is about the combination of those kind of bright neon colors, which is weird because, like, neon's kind of based, but it, it's it, it's so off-putting to me <laughs> that I'm like, you know, oh, like, someone asked me if I, if I was going to do a, a, a video on the All-Star Game jerseys, and I'd... I try not to make content if I know it's just going to be negative. Like I know straight up, I, I you know, there's nothing positive I could say about this. And I was like, I don't, I don't know how people like. Do you, what are your thoughts on it? Am I missing the mark completely on this? Because I, I want to talk about another couple of jerseys after this, but I just, I don't think they look very good. Just that that color scheme doesn't vibe with me. I mean, they, they, they just they're they're going back to the '90s, you know, like the reverse retro 2.0s had the orange NHL logo, like it, it, they're just kind of giving like a nod to like the '90s and the '80s and all that. So uh, I think it's fine. I've seen some real butt ugly All Star jerseys, so I they could be worse. You know, I get that some people don't want to go back in time. You know, they think why, but. The, ultimately that is kind of just style right like style always is like a cycle like people wear you know skinny jeans now and like that's the cool thing yet our parents were wearing those in like the 60s so you know and then like in the 80s there there was like the bell-bottom jeans and it's only a matter of time until we see those ugly jeans <laughs> make make the rotation do you remember eighth grade when everyone was wearing those stupid silly bands Yep, yep. Guess what? When we were at Five Below, 
my wife saw them. They're making a comeback. Those are the ones that back to silly bands. Those are the ones that you like slap against your wrist and they like snap shut. Or no, no, no. They're they're little like they're rubber. It's kind of like a rubber band, but they're shaped uh-huh. like different things. And you don't like all, all the the girls in eighth grade would have like twenty of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like two or three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> my dad, my dad, uh, like you know, like the the live strong like rubber bracelet things. Mm-hmm. He he wears like four of those on his wrists, <laughs> and he's done that for like twenty years. I don't know why. It's just that's that's my dad. <laughs> I'm like, all right, that's dad. Style, Let's bring yeah. it back. Yep. Yeah, he so he's I, a trendsetter. I want to talk some jerseys with you. Uh, all right. Because first off. Uh, you haven't given me the proper attention. You haven't given me my proper compliments for this phenomenal flying fox jersey I'm wearing today. So I, I, I want to brag a little bit. So I, I already have one. My wife, uh, lovely as, as she is, um, for for being mean to me, made it up by buying me a Shane Doan, one of these back in the day. I also apparently bought a blank. I didn't know I had two of them sitting in the closet. But I get home from work, I think it was like a week ago, might have been like... The, or the day after I, I came home when I was sick. Uh-huh. Uh, so she's like, oh, yeah, so, you know, I got you something. And it was only 60 bucks, so I was, I was trying to guess the jersey. And, <coughs> excuse me, and it turns out she found this on, on like, Facebook in, like, a group for $60. It, apparently it had a couple of stains. She got them out. She's like, oh, I'm a woman. I can get them out. I'm like, sure, I don't care, because now if it's a little damaged, I'll wear it everywhere, because it's, I have a pristine condition one. Yeah. So, apparently, in this group, people, you need to DM these people. I mean, I'm glad you didn't because I got a new Shane Doan jersey, and it was only, it only cost her, I think it was like 80 after shipping. I'm going to tell you right now, all right, if you told me I had to punch a, a toddler to get a Shane Doan Flying Fox for 80 bucks, I would do it, and I wouldn't feel bad because that jersey wasn't that popular. I remember it being kind of liked by... The, the Coyotes fans and no one else. I remember the Coyotes fans kind of liking it, but they weren't exactly sad to see it go. Yeah. And you might have better memory of that than me. So it definitely was not a fan favorite, but it, it was not the biggest seller. You They're not that common. I mean, you, you can find them, but they're all expensive. So that's why I'm like, if you see a jersey, I don't care what has a couple of stains, and it's 60 bucks, DM the person. Don't sit there and just comment, oh, you know, what size is it? And you can zoom in, and I love this about Reeboks. It'll tell you the size right here on a little tag. Zoom in on it. And so many people, because they didn't DM this person, missed out on a phenomenal jersey that now the AZ Sports guy has. And now I'm going to find an excuse to wear all the time because it's Shane Doan, and it's the Flying Fox. And what are your thoughts on the Flying Fox, actually? I liked the Flying Fox when it came out. I know some people didn't like it. A lot of the players actually liked it. But the uh, biggest problem with the Flying Fox is they only had, Mm -hmm. I want to say in like the 20 or 30 games that they wore it, they only had like maybe like two or three wins in it. The thing was a losing (laughs) machine. I don't know how they would just, it was like a cursed jersey where they never won a game in the damn jersey. But They should have brought it back this year then. It would have been a good luck charm to get Connor Vidar. Yep. I guess uh, talking about controversial jerseys, you want to move into the uh, the new jersey that was yet. unveiled? Not, okay, Not quite yet. I, just, I want to talk about the Flying Fox a little bit because okay. I, I, I love the design, but I, I do want to talk about one thing. And 
Uh, side note, this is completely, like, unconfirmed. It's just what I remember being told. And since my dad worked at the arena, I just took it as fact. Uh-huh. Uh, the logo, wasn't it designed by the old owner's, like, girlfriend at the time? or I old, think like... so. Something like that. Or or it was, like, Wayne Gretzky's girlfriend or, or something. I think yeah. Gretzky was already gone when we wore this. Okay. It was 2010. I think Gretzky then, was then gone. It, then it was the owner's. Like... Yeah, it, it was something weird like that. It was, like, a nobody. It was just, like, some person made the logo and they put it on and the, the thing jersey. Is, I kind of like it. Like, yeah, the tail might be a little extra bushy, I guess, but, like, I, I think it's a nice logo, but what I was expecting, instead of this, when, like, when you see this jersey design, and maybe I'll, for, like, five seconds, I'll take a step back just so you can kind of see the jersey, all right, so you can kind of see what I'm talking about, the nice old design, the striping, all that. It, it's a good blend of colors. I like it. Do you remember that Phoenix Coyotes cursive word mark we were using back around 2010? Um, yes, yes. That is the only word mark, and, and it's going to sound hypocritical. In a couple of minutes, we talk about the New Jersey, but I want to I want to have a little bit of setup, a little bit of setup and payoff. That would have looked really nice in this jersey. I think straight up, that is the only word mark I would have been okay with. That was back when all the teams had word marks, and it was it was acceptable to have a word mark jersey. Unless you're the Rangers, because for some reason their fans are like, we want the same jersey for 138 years. Yeah. What, what, uh, what, what would your thoughts have been if they would have done that? I would have hated it because I hate wordmark <laughs> jerseys. I've hated wordmark jerseys my entire life. I think wordmark jerseys are stupid because I think logos are way cooler and if I'm going to be putting something on my body, I would like to do a logo instead of a word mark. I, I am not an advertisement, Matt, okay? <laughs> you will not pay me to wear an advertisement. <laughs> and all a, word mark, all a word mark logo is, is just a, one big advertisement. Why would I be an advertisement board for Arizona? Come on now. <laughs> I see, I see. Yeah. Like, honestly, like I, I think for the reverse retro 2.0, and I'm not gonna complain about the the orange one. I if you just I guess one last little plug or whatever. If you watch my kind of review or when I showed the jersey off when I first got it, yeah, I love the detail to it. Like it's literally just it it, it translates the mountains in on the bottom of the jersey that I've always loved, like that desert landscape, and it has a dust storm going through it. It's a really clean look. I really like that. It's a lot of detail kind of makes it pop. I think I still like the first reverse retro a little more because purple is just a, a cooler color. Yeah. But it's still a really good design. I do like what they did with it. I would have actually preferred they go back to this but do it in white. Because I just, I think if you're going to do an alternate logo and we're going to, we're going to lose the Howling Coyote because they already said last year they're retiring it. They're not phasing it out to have it as an alternate. Retiring. Howling Coyote's gone. I'm yep. sad but you know what? All this discounted merch, well, the jerseys weren't discounted, but I have so many discounted hats, shirts, whatever, that I took advantage of sales, jerseys like the Phil Kessel jersey. Like, I'm good. I'm sad, but I've I gotten over it because the Kachina is still a good look. I just, I'm going to miss the howling. But as, a, as an alternate logo, 
and it looks like a coyote. I know I call it the flying fox, but that's just what I've called it with my brother-in-law and my dad for years. A lot of people but call it that just because it's red. It, it's red, and it looks very similar to, like, a, a red-tailed Well, apparently fox. everyone calls it the leaping coyote. I'm like, I, I, I don't see it leaping. I, I see it running away from this god-awful organization. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's trying to escape. But, like... What would okay? Just what would you have done if they would have made the reverse retro this, but in white? Um, I would have said that's a bit lazy, to be honest. I think like you could have done the word mark if you really were like hell bent on the word mark. I think doing the word mark maybe with that jersey, but then imagine the black is the maroon color that they decided to go with. I think I think that would have been like an interesting nod. So like you had the yeah. So you you had like that part and you had the collar right and and just I think that this is black now. This is all maroon. Yeah, I think that I would have loved that. I think that would have been kind of cool. Like that would have been like a little bit of a nod to the to the old flying fox jersey. But I I I understand it's a third. It's not a reverse retro. Um. To be honest, I think the reverse retro 2.0 would have been cooler doing what I just said there um, with the flying fox than to try to do another one of the purple jersey, just orange. I, I, I mean, it's cool, but it was kind of you already did it. Like, <laughs> I, I, you I can, feel like you can they do wanted it. Wanted to bring that back as a third, and I love that jersey. Like, even if you bring back the green one, but the purple one still looks better. I would have loved they would have brought the purple one back as your alternate. Mm-hmm. But when, you know, you have two reverse retros that are the same jersey, and then there was the rumors they were going to have a, a black version, which would have looked phenomenal, by the way, as like a desert night sky thing. That would have been great. I know the, the purple kind of does the, the exact same thing, but like it would have looked nice. Yeah. It still would have been like going on the same rabbit hole like three or four times. It would have had diminishing returns. Yeah. But I just, I feel like if you're going to do an alternate... All right, I'm going to say it. I don't care. You, you, if you think it's controversial, I quite frankly think you're either not fun or or kind of ki- kind of low in the IQ. I apologize. It's a little low in the IQ. This would have been a perfect alternate because it actually is a freaking coyote. You can even like Kachina this up because they they are so desperate to recapture the Kachina lightning in a bottle and the main thing I talked about it again when I was talking about the leak I apologize for all the all the little plugs, but the Kachina works because of its unique blend of colors. Like it, it works so well because of that. Well, and it's I very Arizona so too. Yeah, it is. It really is. Like, and I was so disappointed because it does look better, like in the proper lighting. But I, I'm still annoyed by it. So let's talk about this New Jersey, and I, I know you're gonna have something to talk about. I I know it. I could tell. Oh but, yeah. Uh, if. They would have had that masked coyote, peyote head, whatever you want to call it, logo you're wearing. But it's an outline to match the outline of the Kachina. I legit would have thought it was phenomenal. Because this jersey, the color is beautiful. Like, in the in the right lighting, better than the leak lighting. I love that that kind of, what is it, is it a brick red? Like, it's, it's a phenomenal red color. Yeah. And I, I, I love red. I was so happy to see red come back. Of course I'm going to buy a couple of these because it's red and I love the color red. Like, you were already going to get my money regardless of if you put a, a trash can as the logo. Yep. Then they had to put an effing word mark on it. 
and it it doesn't it it doesn't complete the look like the word mark it isn't even like they have some elements of the outline to make it fit yeah like if it would have been a regular logo but it's just the outline of a logo like that would have looked good they had to do this stupid <clears throat> weird font that has all this detail in it because it you have a star above the A and it's like a a star in the night sky and I'm like you worked with a professional designer on this jersey and yep. instead of making something like I get it they went for something a little more subtle all right it's a little more quiet sure whatever but you can't sit there and talk about all these things you want to put into it all this detail you know that you're trying to put into this and it's one star as the dot in an eye and yeah. then a weird format my, and then oh well the a has a little swoosh it has, it has a little swoosh. My, shut up <laughs> my favorite is that people have gotten a meme with it and the memes with the the word mark is that it's it's like kind of a copy and rip off of the the more you know like you know the and then it's like the more you know and the stars like going through like it, it literally looks like the more you know logo essentially yeah it it's it's not like i like the bottom i think the bottom looks really cool i i do like the the the, the look to that and i don't think it needs more color i think that arizona is I'm sorry, but people are going to hate to say this. Arizona is a bland state. We are very milk toast here. Okay, boo, look at all of our houses. That's, that's boo! We're talking about the nature. We're not talking about the houses. Boo! Well, I, and then, I mean, what are you? Uh, what, are we going to make a jersey about northern Arizona? Like, no, because you know the Canadians wouldn't believe us that we have evergreen trees in Arizona. Okay. But even like just uh, the, we are known for our our sunsets and our sunrises. Like yeah. the sky here is beautiful. The mountains look really nice. The 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 cacti and everything. Like That's we have true. some very good views, even just in the valley. Like I, I know what you're what you're kind of saying, and I know that the Sedona stuff that is more up north. I get that, but it's like there there's a lot you can do still with just the valley, and I still feel like they missed the mark. <laughs> yeah, I think that some sort of. Um... Like sunset ombre would look really cool. I I don't know why they haven't tried that. It seemed to do really well with uh, the valley the jerseys. Valley jerseys? Oh uh, yeah, the valley jerseys for uh, the Suns. A lot of people like the those best jerseys. In the NBA, by the way, I apologize. I I'm sorry if I, keep, for, if I keep cutting you off. The best jerseys of all time in the NBA. Do not care at me. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm surprised it didn't take a little bit of like an, a a piracy nod from that and and uh rip it off a little bit uh i i i'm surprised um but you know it is what it is uh i think the red that they went with i i did see them in person as well at the jersey shop at the mold arena um i think the red looks really good i i do agree in person the red looks looks actually really good i like that choice of red um I like the uh, the little bit more kind of simplistic bottom to it. I like that it's kind of a new design. It's not uh, like the same bottoms as uh, as as we've seen normally. And then also on top of that, it, it kind of like goes up. If you notice, like you know how that there's like the cutout for the the bottom. It kind of like goes. It follows that U shape of it, and I, I do like that actually. I think that looks kind of kind of neat. It's uh. It kind of reminds me of like an old like 
tunic from the medieval times. Like, you know what I mean? A, yeah, a little I bit, know. A, as soon as you said that, yeah. I know. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like a medieval tunic. And and so I, I, I think it's a vibe. Like, I think that part is pretty cool. Well, it's just where they lose me is the word mark. Like, I don't like word marks and nobody likes word marks. And they should have known that when all of social media was clowning on jerseys, jersey, jersey. Like, <laughs> they should have known that it's word marks. It's different for us, though, because we'll have a different font and we'll have a star and a yeah. swoosh. <laughs> like, they, they should have known that, you know, word marks are going to get clowned on. And I think that's where they... They lose a lot of people. It's just that word mark. The backs look good too. I thought the backs look really neat. The the um, the logos or the the player. Um, I'm drawing a blank on them. The player, uh, not bars. What are they? I'm, the, the name and numbers. The nameplate. Nameplate. There we go. The the player nameplates look look pretty good. Uh, even though we don't have a captain, they used the crescent moon as the C. I think that's a cool cool design. Was literally twelve out of ten. Like yep. that is like the A is a little weird, and it's like uh, the first thing I thought was Alabama's logo. But yeah, it, it's two cacti. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks a lot like Alabama's logo. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It, it, you know, I mean, Alabama's logo is is kind of everywhere. There's a lot of jerseys that use like an A that's similar. So that's it's that's a little fine. baseball, for my opinion, a little baseball slash college. And you know, I'm not. I I'll put up with like. ASU's little, you know, letter mark or whatever. It's not a word, so letter mark. Mm -hmm. But, like, I, I prefer an actual logo showing what your team is. Like, I, I love the D-backs. The, the logo I, I much prefer that they use is the D that has the, like, it's a snake. Because at yeah. least it shows you it's a snake because they're the Diamondbacks. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just an A with a little design, then I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. That's boring. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I think the, the, the snake... The snakehead one is is pretty cool, and then it also yeah. like in the snakehead it, it says like DB right like it, it's pretty. Uh, there's a second one that just says DB and it has a little tongue and the inside the D and the B are eyes. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. another really nice one. Like I think that do one's cool. More of that. Mm -hmm. I, I'll put up with letters and words or whatever if it still makes the animal that you are supposed to be. Yeah, like the ducks, like the ducks logo is like, like is he, actually just a duck foot. Like that's pretty cool. <laughs> that that's that's I like that. Um, and yeah. yes, the mighty duck skull is better, or the mighty duck mask is better. Yes, mm -hmm. but it still is. If you're gonna rebrand, even with the very flat, boring Anaheim Ducks like word mark they went for the first year. I think that D still was like a, a webbed foot, like a pseudo webbed foot. Like they, there was still something at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had to do anything to get out of uh, Mickey Mouse's pocketbook. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're going right back in. I'm assuming, yep. like, because D Disney owns that logo, right? They own the logo. I think of the so. Yeah. Of the Mighty Ducks. I think so they I own think, the like, branding. In order to keep using it, they just got into a, an agreement. I'm like, you know what? That's better because the fans like it more anyway. Like, yep. The fans like it, and I, I hot take uh, the reverse retro uh, Mighty Wing is literally the best jersey the Ducks ever wore. I effing love that jersey. I, I had when we went to California, we stopped in the Ducks team store, and I had to get one because yep. it's it's amazing. I love it. <laughs> it is very scuffed. <laughs> that logo is very. It looks like a fifth grader drew, drew it. But, but it's, you know like, it's fun. Like, it has that fun alternate vibe that's not, shouldn't be your main. 
But it's yeah. a fun alternate, you know? Like it's Yeah, yeah, I can I can that. see that. I I can see that. I can see it. It's not a full time, but it's a uh a breath of fresh air or whatever you want to call it. But I I do want to talk briefly cuz this this one idiot kept like vehemently on Twitter like well I was I was talking to people or people were talking, oh, hey, I like how the, the crescent moon is the sea. And you know me, I love the Red Sea because I grew up with that, the red crescent moon. Uh-huh. At this point, almost as much as the purple. You know, the purple is better. It's more striking. I, I, I've already given up that, that, you know, mile or whatever. I was so happy to see that, that return. I wouldn't have even minded that being the main logo. Like, I seriously think if that was the main logo, it would have looked better. But I also know it's... It, it works as a captain's patch. I'm not going to complain. But to the idiot that kept like insisting, oh, it's not a captain patch. It's not a captain patch. What would they do for the A then? And I showed them what ASU does for their season A's. I told them about how Calgary had Atlanta Flames as their alternate captain for a while. Like, it's been done before. It is what it is. Oh, yeah. it's not. It's not a captain's patch. It's a captain's patch. And then the good the thing a nobody's. <laughs> the good thing nobody's going to wear it because we're not going to have a captain for like years to come so <laughs> I, I still think like and people keep saying Keller Keller I'm like look I, I love a lot of what I'm seeing from Keller I like how recently when they're losing he's showing a lot more fire a lot more passion that's what you want to see again I'm not in the locker room so I can't attest to that I just know I met him in person he's pretty quiet pretty reserved he seems that way pretty consistently yep. don't know what he's like in that locker room I can't speak to that but when you see a little more of that emotion that drive to win come out on the ice that makes me a little more like yeah, I'd be a little more okay with him having the C. But if he was going to have the C, he would have already got it this year. Like In my opinion, mm-hmm. he's been vacant now two years in a row. He would have had it. If you're like, hey, we know you're going to be the captain. I seriously think the captain's not on the roster yet. Like I, I seriously think they're waiting on to see what like Lamaru, Cooley, Doan, guys like that, how they turn out before they, they name a captain. Because if they name him captain next year, I'm going to wonder, okay, why didn't you do that last year? You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I don't see Keller being a captain. Like, it, it's nothing against Keller. I just, I don't think you put a C on a guy who's like a a skill forward who should be focused on lighting up, you know, the other team. I I, I, I just don't see it being really the, the guy that you'd put that on. It, it just doesn't personally make sense to me. I think that he should be focused on scoring. He shouldn't be having to go over to the penalty box and making his case for every single time a player takes a penalty. Like that's not something that he needs to be focused on. I think he needs to be, you know, focused on scoring and not having to also protect everybody in that sense. I agree. I I literally can't even disagree there because it, it also, <clears throat> you might have a similar effect. And I think that if Oliver Ekman Larson was named captain directly after Doan left, I think it might have worked out a little better. But when you also have quieter guys that, again, I can't speak to how they are in the locker room, but every other aspect, they're just more quiet, more reserved. Yeah. It's like Tepo Newman, I think, was a <sighs> unicorn because he was very quiet, very reserved, and still led very well on the ice. I don't know if that's the personality type you want wearing the C consistently because now that you've had more more captains, you know, two of your captains that's 50% that are all defensemen that were quiet and, and only one of them worked out. <laughs> like, the numbers keep going down. Only 50% of that worked out. It's like it's kind of one of those things where like, he was a unicorn. And, yes, Ollie was the only choice. Like, 
even I was asking him that fan fest before 18, 19, oh, when are they going to give you the C? Because he was there forever. Like, it's it, it's not like anyone else was more deserving. I just think that it just didn't end up working out. He doesn't have the personality type. That's something you learn retroactively if you're an idiot like me or you see actively when you're actually paying attention, you know? Yep. Right. Yep. I want to go back to this... Go I want to go back to this word mark real quick, because okay. here's the thing, because that the bottom, and also it looks better when you also see the sleeves, because when you just see the bottom there, I'm like, you can assume it'll also be on the sleeves, but it's also like you have to see it first. It's just the Kachina de- design, but it's an outline of it, and I thought that was so lazy, but even I if don't... you have just the Kachina logo as an outline, it brings the whole jersey together, because it's, it's a consistent look, and it would have been that consistent look. I just think that no matter what they did, if there wasn't a logo at at the center of that jersey, it was going to look bad. Because now oh. it legit reads like credits. <laughs> like, it reads like after credits or like a, a, a billboard. Because you have Gila River Casinos, Arizona. Like, it, it literally just reads like an advertisement now. I, I don't think that the design on the bottom is like the exact Kachina, like the black Kachina one. I think it's like slightly different, right? Or am I wrong? No, it, it's pretty much the exact, like, so all the little patterns at the bottom, it's just that, but it's an outline of it. So instead of having anything filled in, it's just the outline. And I think they added in lines at the top of some of it because the black blends in. So it's like, it's supposed to look like it's coming in, but I think they just added some, some lines to it. And I, again, I thought that was lazy because it feels like they want so desperately to recreate the Kachina. Mm-hmm. And I stand by, it was lightning in a bottle. Like, it was the perfect blend of everything that you're not going to be able to recreate. But I understand why you'd want to, because the Kachina's been such a hot, hot seller. Like, it's still a really w- well-selling jersey, and the white Kachina is even better, in my, in my opinion. But that's what it, it, it screamed to me as. But when you have that word mark, I, it doesn't bring it together. Because, like, if, if the rest of the jersey looks a certain way, the rest of the jersey has that consistent outline look, it's not detailed, it's not extra colors, it's just an outline, the logo has to match. And they didn't even do that with a word mark. And a word mark should be the easiest because I edit thumbnails. All you gotta do is hit a button, and then there you go. It'll just give you an outline, and you can get rid of the color in the center. Now you have just the outline of the word. I'm consistent gonna, look. I'm gonna have to interrupt you there. I, uh, I I think you're going to have to put up a poll on social media because I don't think the uh, the outline is the same as the, the Kachina one. I think it's slightly different. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the pictures right now, and there's no notching on the top of it. I, I'm, I'm going to call I'm going to call sus on you, mister. I think that it is a similar Designed to the Kachina, absolutely. It's it's taking a nod to the 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 native design, but it is absolutely not the same thing. Just in a negative form, outlined. So straight up, I'm I'm gonna have I'm, to hard disagree, my guy. I'm, I'm calling you to. out. I I think if, here. If the only thing that you can point out different is one tiny minor difference that can be easily explained. Oh no, I can I can. I can keep going. So keep going then. I'll bring up. I'll so, bring them both up right now. We'll have this so, debate right now. So there's a there's a black notch on the top there that's notched out. So you have like the bottom green notching on the on uh-huh. the the Kachina, uh, the original Kachina. There's like 
a green notching and then there's like a black notching. I know the audio listeners are going to be like, man, this is really <laughs> riveting talking, but it is what it is. And then you've got like the cream center and then you've got like these maroon like L's, I guess is the best way to explain it. Um, and like that's the that's the Kachina one. Whereas like when you look at the when you look at the red one, the new third, there's no notching on the top. And then there's also like a staple that's on the L's on the top of the L's. It's different, man. It's it's just because you see the notching on the bottom, you're like, that's it. And I, I disagree, man. Dude, I think that they're the exact same with a couple not, extra lines added. Exactly. That's that's different. That's different. You you made the argument. You made the argument. You made the argument that it was the exact same. Go look at native artwork. A lot of it is very liney like that. Okay. I'm not uh, talking about native artwork. I'm talking about a Coyotes jersey. It's a product meant to be sold. It has yeah, but no where do they get value. the? Where do they get that culture from? From the native artwork, and a lot of that stuff is very similar in that that sense. And it's just slight little differences that change completely change the look of it. But again, they, for the they jersey, did. we're talking about the jerseys. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm talking jerseys. I'm looking at this, all right? And it's literally the exact same design. You have a couple small lines or whatever added, but it's essentially like you take the outline of it and we, oh, hey, you know, can I borrow your homework? All right, you got to make it look a little different, though. And that's what it comes out as. It's just negative with a couple extra lines, and it looks ma- it looks like it's a little thicker, but the reason it looks like that is because you have the black and the green at the top and bottom. That Those colors are gone, so you have to replace it with an outline. It's literally the exact same thing, and then in order to make it look a little different, you add a couple lines in the middle, and and you have a, it riding up the jersey, which I w- wasn't sure how I was going to like it. It looks fine. It actually looks kind of nice because, again, that's all you have for detail on it, so you kind of have to allow that to stretch throughout the jersey. I think that actually looks better Like when, the more you look at it. But again, all it's right. the exact same the more- thing. I'm going to say this. The more I look at it, the more I'm actually going to concede. <laughs> you know that just goes? So if you look at the red one, you know what it is? You know what it is? It looks like staples to me, and then it's a flat line with, like, no notching. But what it is, is the notching is just attached to the L's. So they just moved the L's up. Right? Is that not what it happened? Wait, like look look at the look at the black kachina and then look at the red the, the red third. And but do you see what it's I'm talking just about? The, with, L's. With the, the black up top and the green at the bottom, right? You uh-huh. have to be able to still have that consistent look. So instead of it being a color, they just add the outline. It's just the outline. Yeah, yeah, I understand the outline, but the, you, you can also see though, like the L's that are in the the red L's that are in the middle, they like uh-huh. they just moved them up against the black the black notch that's See? <laughs> wow i'm graphic design is my passion <laughs> my my life is in shambles right now it still looks nice though like i i will concede this much in in, in the proper lighting and i have to separate myself from the expectations which is what i had to do because i expected it to be a lot more like the coyotes jersey one of them behind me that had essentially like the, the newer Howling Coyote that has kind of a little black on the bottom, but other than that, it's pretty plain. I was expecting a look more like that and not just trying to copy the Kachina. 
because the Kachina, again, lightning in a bottle. It's a phenomenal jersey. It really is. I've always liked it. I still prefer the Howling, but I've always liked this. It's always been a strong design. When you keep trying to remake something, you might as well just go with the original because the original that you're trying to emulate so much is that it, you're trying to emulate it for a reason because it's that good. So it's like, just stop trying to emulate it because it, it, you already got it. It's there. The original's there. Go play the original Last of Us. Don't buy the $70 remake, TLDR. But it's like, so that's, I'm looking at it and I was disappointed because I'm like, why do you keep going this route? And if you're going to, why not either, again, the Kachino logo, but it's an outline. So it literally just brings the entire look together. It's consistent. It's clean. And I would have literally not complained. I would have been disappointed, like from what I would have hoped. But then when you see it, you're like, you know what? I can't complain about that. It's a consistent look. Instead, you go for this stupid Arizona weird, like, cartoony font, and then you have a star and a freaking whoosh and whatever. And it's like, it, it looks weird, and you have this outline of a jersey that, again, looks nice for what they went for. It, it does look nice. The the red is the best they've ever used. It is a phenomenal red. Like, I, I was so happy when you see it in the proper lighting, like, other than that stupid, you know, leak we got, like when they start showing it off, love the red. It's just that one element of the jersey throws everything off, and I also see it as, unfortunately, a cynical attempt to recreate a jersey that is iconic, but without the effort to try to bring it together. And you hired a professional designer to come in and work on this, and the other collab stuff, like the, the AZ hats, whatever he made, those look better. Those just straight up look better than this. The logo. Yeah. Not not the rest of the jersey, just the logo. So, like, all of this made me so disappointed. But it's still a decent jersey. Like, it, it's fine. Looks nice. But it's, like, it's never going to stick because what identity does it, ha does it have of its own? Like, straight up, in, in ten years when the Howling Coyote comes back as a third because the nostalgia's there, because it at least had that striking red, had the Howling logo... Same thing that Kachina had. It, it had that striking logo, the striking design. Everyone was nostalgic. It came back, you know, 10, 15 years. Whenever it's time to, to throw back to other jerseys, are they even going to consider this? Is this jersey going to have any sort of impact on, on the actual identity of the team? Or is it just, hey, uh, we'd like to do the Kachina, but again, so we can get more money? Um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't think this this jersey's gonna be sticking around for years to come. I think it's just gonna be like a few year thing. And I'm fine with it, but when this this team has had so many great jerseys, like I have not disliked a single jersey they've ever made for this team. I know other people have. Screw you. I don't care. Your opinions are relevant to me. It's they've been nothing but banger after banger after banger, and we have our first mid. And I'm like, hey, yo. MCU, you've been pretty good to this point. Don't start, you know, not trying anymore on me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's I, disappointing, but it's fine, you know? Yeah, it, it it definitely is kind of meh. The the only thing is the the word the <laughs> the letter. The the word mark logo. Like it, it's just it's so bad. Just replace it with anything. Literally any coyote's logo, make it an outline of the logo, boom. It's it's literally a good jersey. It goes from being mediocre to it's good, if not probably great, just because, like, the color red they used and the consistent look that it's brought together with. Like, I don't think I would have been able to complain. I literally don't think I would have been able to. 
but it's always starts with the damn word mark. And I'm like, oh, hey, we're going to get a crappy jersey now. Yep. <laughs> we got a lot out of that topic. Yeah. I, I love talking jerseys here. <laughs> well, I think we are uh, just about golden. We're just under the hour mark. And to be honest, there's not much else to talk about this week. So I think it's probably about time to draw a close. Don't, do you think? Yeah, it's time to go now. Something, something, your anchors or whatever. I'm, I'm, I only know a few sea shanties. It's not one of the ones I'm familiar with. Okay, well, there you go. Sea shanty away, my my fellow constituent. Yo ho, yo ho. It works. <laughs> a pirate's life for me. Disney immediately, uh, uh, immediately sends us the lawsuit. Oh. I was gonna say like that's the like that wouldn't it wouldn't even be top ten. But I'm I'm thinking I'm like are these are copyrighted though aren't they like or at least some of them are. Are they because, old? Are they too old to be copywritten? Well, it depends on which one because like uh, Wellerman, one of my favorite sea shanties. I don't know if if that group that made the one that everyone listens to right now, if they made a song inspired by a shanty, which would then be a new song they don't want to copyright. Or yeah. it's just their specific audio version of this song is copywritten because that that is how that works. Yeah. But the song itself is okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Who knows>? Go away. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Uh, go listen to your favorite sea shanties, uh, and we're gonna call this podcast a close. So thank you very much. Make sure to give us a like, a follow, a subscription on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And we will see you next week. Yeah. Yep. Uh. Okay. Please keep the burp in. My wife will be angry.